most valuable commodity I know of is information. Wouldn't you agree? I got five dollars. This is a run to the left. How many tackles can one man break? <laughs> You're saying that humans need fantasy to make life bearable. Humans need fantasy to be human. Ooh, my goodness, that was good. You guys are pros. The best. Relentless, refusing to give up. All right, hit that horn, babe. Let's dance. What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Fantasy Flex Podcast. This is your fantasy preview for NFL Week 16. And, of course, happy holidays to everybody. Thanks for listening. On this show, we're going to discuss the Thursday night football slate. We'll dive into the Week 16 main slate and build some lineups on FanDuel and DraftKings. If you heard Sean and I talking player projections this week on the Action Network pod, welcome back. And if you haven't, be sure to check that out over on the Action Network podcast channel. But as always, as I mentioned, here to break it down with me, one of the top fantasy rankers in the game, Sean Kerner. Sean, what's going on? What's up? Yeah, I can't believe it's already week 16. Um, you know, up until a couple of years ago, this used to be the fantasy football finals week. Um, now it's just the semifinals week. But yeah, man, this season flew by. How are you doing? Doing good. I feel good, man. Uh, it's been a good season. Um I had a really good, uh, really good prize picks week last week. I had a really good week, very profitable, made some Christmas money. Uh, so, nice. um, yeah, let's uh, let's try to jump into uh, this week and see what we can do with it. Uh, let's start with the Thursday night game. We got the Jets, we got the Jags, low total, under 40 here. Uh, who do you like in the captain spot? Um, I'm gonna have to go with Christian Kirk here. Um, I think he, he should be able to avoid South Gardner. For the majority of the game in the slot, um, I think it'll be, you know, Zay, Marvin Jones having the tougher matchups on the outside with Sauce and DJ Reed. So I, I think this sets up for a target funnel game for Christian Kirk. I don't expect too many passing yards to go around, but, you know, both sides. You can say that about both sides. Um, so I like Kirk in the captain slot. I think Travis Etienne is also a sneaky option. Um, he started to pop off last week, so he could have a big game here. Um, I'm not as much interest, interested on the jet side. Um, so I think right now, I think Christian Kirk is the way I'm leaning. Yeah, I like Kirk as well. Uh, I, I actually don't mind some uh, some Garrett Wilson in the captain spot, though. I think, you know, this guy, I mean, every week, week in and week out, he's just putting up <laughs> massive numbers. He's running a route almost 100% of the time. Uh, last week, you know, Gar- uh, Zach Wilson only hit him four out of nine times. But still got 98 yards, not bad. So uh, if he could just get in the end zone, uh, you know, he'll. I think he can pay off. And he's just, yeah, just the upside with him is so massive. Yeah. And I think, you know, maybe people kind of, you know, the Jaguars had the bigger game last week against the uh, against the Cowboys. So I think there will be a lot of roster ship kind of concentrated on Jacksonville here. And people, you know, mm-hmm. the narrative on Zach Wilson is uh, pretty down. So I, I right. like, uh, I like, I like going. I don't think it's going to be super contrarian, but I like getting some betting on some talent with Garrett Wilson and he's, you know, cheaper than Kirk, cheaper than ETN, Mm -hmm. uh, right, right, uh, right above Zay Jones there. So uh, yeah, Garrett Wilson for me, Uh, who do you like as far as cheat codes, dart throws, all that good stuff. Do you like darts, Ted? Okay. I'm more of a, you know, a cornhole man myself. Yeah. Yeah, So on the jet side, obviously you can't go wrong with Garrett Wilson in the captain slot, uh, but yeah, 
Corey Davis on the Jets side, you know, he was held out last week due to his concussion. Should be back this week. And unfortunately, his replacement, Denzel Mims, missed most of the game due to his concussion. So it was Jeff Smith who actually replaced him. Um, and Zach Wilson targeted him five times, four catches for 77 yards. That's the role that Davis is going to get back most likely this week. So could be a sneaky spot for him. Um, I don't think Davis's roster ship will be too high, and he very well could be Zach Wilson's number two target this week behind Garrett Wilson. So I like Corey Davis here. Um, and then on the Jaguar side, honestly, you know, they're such a top-heavy team. They don't really have any dart throws. So I think Jamal Agnew makes the most sense. Um, you know, he's their number four receiver, and he typically sees, you know, 10 to 15% routes run rate. But when he's on the field, he typically sees a target. You know, his uh, targets per route run rate this year is 40%, which is ridiculous. Um, and they usually like to get him designed rush attempts. Last week, he saw three carries. For 52 yards so typically when he's on the field it's to give him the ball <laughs> so uh, I like his upside here especially you know a, a, an injury to any of these top three receivers um, he would step up and then he I think he would break the slate so he has that injury upside on a showdown slate plus he's their kick and punt returner so um, you could stack him with you know the Jags defense should be a lower scoring game anyway. So I think that, you know, the Jags defense is in play, but stacking them with Agnew makes a ton of sense. Um, so I think that has a ton of upside on the slate. Yeah. Uh, Agnew is always a guy I think you want to get in some lineups when he's on one of these slates, just kind of tailor made for yep. uh, a showdown slate. Uh, I'm going to go with Conklin on the Jets uh, just because he's cheap and the Jaguars are 31st in DVOA uh, against tight ends. And I, again, I don't think people will be rushing out to play too many people from this Jets passing game. So uh, it could be some value there. I mean, Zach Wilson did throw, what, 317 last yep. week? So Two touchdowns to uh, yeah. CJ Uzoma. So Exactly. So let's go Conklin this week. Got to got got to go uh, go zig and, when everyone's zagging. But uh, I think Uzoma will get uh, some pretty decent uh, rostership after the big game. So, yeah, I, I like kind of. Going back to Conklin, who's still running a route, you know, more than Uzoma, almost double, uh, you know, as tight end ones tend to do over tight end twos. And on the other side, I mean, I I think the Jets, I mean, I think the the Jaguars defense is is pretty interesting because you still are going against Zach Wilson, right? And as you mentioned, there's not too many other options here. So uh, the Jags defense kind of stands out to me. If I had to pick up player, uh, probably be Jermichael Hasty, just because, you know, ETN – will give up maybe 15, 20% of those snaps to, to Hasty, And uh, he could catch a few balls here and there. And if ETN gets hurt, it, Hasty will come in. And you always want to have some exposure to if you're doing a lot of lineups to these backup running backs. Uh, and uh, we we, caught, we talked about this on the other pod, but Trevor Lawrence's passing yardage prop for this game is about, what, you said 225? Uh, yeah, point? that's what it looks like. Yeah. yeah, as we record this on Tuesday, obviously that could change. But, yeah, I, I have him around 238. I think you have him around 240. Uh, so we're all pretty low on Lawrence compared to, you know, where he usually is. So, uh, yeah. you know, I think interesting to kind of look at, okay, maybe some of the running backs in the game and, and things like that because I think a lot of people are going to be pretty overweight on the Jags passing game after last week. And remember, this is a very good pass defense in the Jets, uh, one of the best in the league. They have been all season, and they have the talent to kind of take out uh, a, a few of those receivers. And, you know, number six in DVOA against the pass uh, are the Jets. So 
Got to, got to kind of switch it up here, but yeah. uh, no fullbacks on this one. No fullbacks. Make fullbacks great again. Yeah. Uh, so I guess we can uh, <laughs> we can jump to uh, the main. No Trayvon Wesco. Nah, he's 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 a, he's a tight end. He's a tight end at it. I thought he was like a hybrid, but I mean he but he's listed tight end. So yeah, we'll, we'll give him the credit. Damn. Uh, but uh, all right, let's go to the main thing. What what do you like for stacks uh, this week? Yeah, so I love the Gardner Minshew. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, double stack against the Cowboys. Everyone's acting like this is some massive downgrade, uh, but is it? Uh, you know, of course, it, it's a downgrade when it comes to real life. You know, the spread, I think it, it moved from like Dallas minus one to Dallas minus six. Certainly that makes sense. Um, but, you know, with Minshew under center with a potential trailing game script, you know, the Eagles might throw the ball even more this week. Um, and it, it's going to lead to a higher passing touchdown rate. Um, so there's a lot of reason to still like AJ Brown and Devonta Smith here. Um, they've both had similar box scores the past. It's crazy. If you look at the past four or five games, they've all basically had the same game. Um, so I like having the double stack here. I think, you know, Dallas Goddard will obviously answer their target share, but I think, you know, this passing attack should be pretty good here, despite, you know, the tougher matchup and Minshew's like, you know, below men price. He's 4,800 on DK. So you get a lot of savings and you can spend up on these two stud receivers. Uh, so I like that stack. And then um, I like Daniel Jones and Darius Slayton at Minnesota. You know, this Vikings defense is just so terrible and they've been vulnerable against number one wide receivers. Slayton is by far the clear number one wide receiver in this giants passing attack. Um, so, you know, I rarely invest in the giants passing attack, uh, but they could be sneaky here. And we both have Daniel Jones inside of our top 10 this week. Um, so this could be a sneaky shootout um, and they should be able to put up a ton of points on this, you know, horrible Vikings defense. So I, I like stacking Jones and Slayton here. Yeah. I love the Jones and Slayton stack as well. I think you could, to be honest, you could go with any of those top three receivers. They're all running a route uh it's over 85 percent of the time now Hodgins and Richie James as well but Slayton mm-hmm. is clearly the one with the most upside uh because he gets the deeper deeper targets and you know Jones doesn't throw many touchdowns but if he does <laughs> I, I think Slayton would be the most likely uh one followed by Hodgins uh for him to throw a touchdown to I like Geno Smith DK Metcalf Marquise Goodwin uh, mm. because I think you know with, again with lock it out that's 5.6 catches it's almost 70 yards uh, it's over a half touchdown per game that they're missing. And this Chiefs team on the Seattle defense, I think this Chiefs offense is going to be able to put up points. And so I think you're going to get into a trailing game script at some point in this game. And I th- I really like Goodwin. I think he can kind of fill that void here because, yeah, you got the three-headed tight end monster, but they're going to kind of cancel each other out. I mean, maybe you get a big game from from Noah Fant, but uh, I think Goodwin is is more likely to give you a big game. And I think he may get the locket, you know, snap share, like 90% plus in this game. He's gotten up to the high eighties before, but never into the nineties. So uh, if he does, I think he's uh, just a screaming value and uh nice way to kind of balance out Metcalf with like, with a cheaper player uh, and still get a lot of correlation and upside with that stack. I also think, uh, you know, in that giants game, Kirk cousins with, uh, Obviously Jefferson, but you can go Osborne or Hawkinson here as mm-hmm. well. I think Hawkinson's due for a bounce back against, you know, this this uh, Giants defense that is one of the worst in the league's week, week, excuse me, against tight ends. And, you know, he only had three catches, 33 yards last week, even though Cousins mm-hmm. threw for four, what, something, four, something, 460, 460, yeah. 460, yeah. So 
now you got uh, a, a prime bounce back spot. And I think, you know, people probably will look to Osborne more. So I probably would lean Hawkins, but Osborne also has a really good matchup. Uh, he's much better against man coverage, almost a half yard better per route. And the Giants play the most man in the week because they blitz the most. So either way, I think you, you you could get a cheaper player to balance out Jefferson. And Cousins is not really expensive either, uh, but you could get a cheaper player like Hawkinson or Osborne to balance out Jefferson. And that should be a, a pretty, uh, pretty good stack. And uh, also we talked about this on the other pod, but you know, if Gabe Davis has a good shot at blowing up here. So yeah, I think this is a week you could go Josh Allen, yep. Gabe Davis. Uh, you don't ha- necessarily have to include Diggs uh, because, you know, Allen, you could go Allen and Davis as like, you know, Allen's the pay up guy and Davis is the cheap guy mm-hmm. to balance him out. You could go Diggs, obviously, for the extra upside. We saw both Eagle receivers clear 100 yards against this Bear D last week. So I, I do like it. But I, I think Davis, you know, just because of his price tag is kind of more of more of a guy that's going to give you a, a bigger edge in terms of stacking it with Allen because Allen's already so expensive and Diggs is already so expensive. So yeah. um, I, that's I like. And you could even go like Allen Davis Knox. Yes, I was gonna say Knox. Yeah. yeah, um, and like this, no, no, no shade on Diggs. Actually, he's my wide receiver three. But just <laughs> yeah. in terms of stacking, you're always trying to get, you're trying to get like correlation for cheap. So that's why yeah. I, I love Davis this week. I think you know you, you you said it. He this this is a week where he could have a blow up game. Uh, so uh, like that one as well. All right, what about uh, dart throws? Y'all take your darts over here pretty seriously, huh? Yeah, so I have one for each position. Obviously, at quarterback, I already talked about Gardner Minshew at forty eight hundred. He's a no-brainer. I'm not sure what his rostership will be in GPPs, um, but he's worth it either either way. Like, I think he has a high ceiling. Um, I don't think his rostership will be high enough, honestly. Um, so, like, the savings you get on him. Um, for running back, it's always, um, you know, really tough to find guys that are cheaper, that are less obvious. So, I'm going with Dare O. Dare o. <laughs> Let's go, Dare O. Bawale. Yes, I, I get it half the time. Uh, I could tell as soon as I started that was not happening. So 4,400 um, at Tennessee. You know, I, I think Royce Freeman played well. He He's probably going to get the start here. He'll be the early down back. But this is a really tough matchup for early down backs against the Titans. Plus, this will probably be a trailing game script um, for Houston. Um, and last week, Dari led the team in routes run at 42%. Um, I think that could actually go up. If, if Freeman gets a start here, that could push Rex Burkhead down the depth chart. Um, and I think Dari could see over 50% routes run right here. Either way, this is a potential trailing game, game script for Dari. I, the Texans have been a trailing game script for like three weeks now. So this could be a sneaky spot for him to post up, you know, four to five receptions here. Could be sneaky at men price. Um, and that wide receiver, I think the guy that sticks out the most right now is Noah Brown at 3,600. Um, I mean, the Cowboys wide receiver depth behind CD Lamb and Gallup is pretty volatile right now James Washington we don't know what's up with T.Y. Hilton but Brown is coming off his best game of the season uh he had six catches 49 yards two touchdowns he had a four catch game for 85 year, yards the week before it's actually Michael Gallup who is struggling so you know Washington and Hilton could eat into Gallup snaps um this week plus you know Brown tends to split snaps with uh C.D. Lamb in the slot and that's one way to avoid you know Darius Slay and James Bradbury so um, he could have a good matchup here and sneaky. He's sneaky at 3,600. So I like Noah Brown here. Uh, and then a tight end, Jordan Aikens um, at 2,900 is probably the best play under 3K at tight end. Uh, he was popping my model last week um, and he up going for three catches, 22 yards and a touchdown. 
he could take a hit if Brandon Cooks and or Nico Collins return this week. I'm actually projecting both back here, and I'm still showing value on him. So if either of those receivers um, are out this week, he could be, you know, Davis Mills' top target again this week. So yeah. Titans are 22nd in DDOA against tight ends. Again, this could be the first trailing game script the Texans have seen in a few weeks, which will only help Aiken. So I like him uh, as my top tight end under 3K. Yeah, I love Aikens as well. I, I, he's one of those – yeah, it's like we have certain guys that we're just high on probably because we're looking at these routes run. Uh, <laughs> Aikens, I feel like every week uh, it, it just pops because there's not much there on Houston. It's not like he's competing, yeah. especially if uh, if those guys are out of the lineup, uh, Cooks and, and Collins. But Yeah, yeah I'm I, assuming Brandon Cooks is probably just out for the season, right? He's – I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I would think. I mean, you know, he has this thing with the. With the he got stripped of the captaincy, and he wanted to trade, and it, it just seems like they probably just don't even want to deal with it anymore. So, right. possible. But Nico, I mean, they like him, so I would think they would try to get him back if they, if possible. Uh, he kind of overtook Cooks for that number one receiver. Mm-hmm. But either way, I, I think Aikens has been involved pretty much, you know for the whole season with Houston. It's just, you know, you don't notice it because they don't score a lot of touchdowns, but he's usually on the field yeah. about 60% of the time getting, you know, th- three catches or so. Uh, so, yeah, I like Aikens is sneaky pretty much every week. For me, uh, I like uh, the first guy that sticks out is Tyquan Thornton. He's min price uh, on draft. Mm. And we don't, I don't know yet, like if Parker's going to be back or not, but I think it's worth noting Thornton regardless. Number one, because he's a rookie, he's already had a, a big game, uh, you know, so it's not like we, we've seen the upside there. It's kind of gone quiet lately, but, uh, you know, this could be a, a spot where he continues to just get playing time. You got 97% uh, of the, ran around on 97% of the dropbacks uh, a week ago and did it two games in a row, actually, uh, you know, mm-hmm. When Parker went down and Myers was out, that okay, that's that's a little more uh, you know predictable. But then Myers was the third wide receiver last week, as you mentioned, he didn't play in two wide sets. Uh, it was Aguilar as a number two, and then Thornton was playing every snap. So even if Parker comes back, the, like last time he was injured and he came back, they eased him in with just a thirty three percent snap rate. Mm-hmm. So either way, I think you might you could still get a lot of routes for cheap for a, a pretty talented player in Thornton that. Uh, I think at this time of year, always want to bet on these young young players, even if they don't have much of a track record. You know, it, all it's going to take is one one shot for the guy to kind of break out, and then everyone's going to be on him the next week. So, uh, like him, uh, Jawan Jennings at, at three under, he's under four K. Uh, he's essentially operating in that number two wide receiver role now for San Francisco. So he's running around about 90 percent of the time these days. And uh, I think you know Brock Purdy looking pretty good. Uh, so you mentioned on the other pod, Washington could be a, I mean, they are a pass funnel defense, you know, Niners love to run, but if they do get, if it's, you know, happens to be a close game or they decide, you know, Hey, we don't want to just run it right up into Washington strength. Uh, I think Jennings could be pretty mm-hmm. involved here. Everyone's going to kind of look at Brandon Ayuk, but, and Kittle obviously, but Jennings is uh, kind of that third option now. Well, really the fourth option, but, uh, you know, he he's he's out there just as much as McCaffrey, Kittle, and 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 Ayuk almost. You know, eighty six percent for him last week, eighty nine percent for Kittle. Uh, Ayuk was there every snap, and and McCaffrey ninety three. So you know, those are the clear top four, and then it's a drop off to everyone else. So I always like getting that 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 guy that could kind of, you know, throw a wrench in all the other guys. Like if Jennings gets a touchdown, that's 
not a touchdown that you can get, yep. not a touchdown that Kittle can get. And I know Kittle is going to be pretty popular uh, on this slate. So, yeah, like Jennings as well. And, uh, yeah, I had I had Aikens written down as well at tight end. Oh, sorry. Uh, no, no, great call. And uh, great Richie, Richie James, another nice. one. Uh, he, like, if the Giants get in a trailing game script, Richie James is going to, you know, coming out of the slot, I think he's going to be able to get easy – uh, kind of catches underneath in this Viking defense that just plays a lot of soft zone. And I, I mean, I don't know how this game doesn't turn into somewhat of a shootout. I mean, the, I think the Vikings are going to be able to put up some points on this Giants defense and uh, the Giants should be able to move the ball as well. So, you know, a couple weeks ago, we saw James in that trailing game script against Philly, nine targets, seven catches, 61 yards and a touchdown. He's actually scored a touchdown in three of the last five games. And they've all been these, trailing game scripts, you know, the, the 31, 18 loss to Detroit, he got a touchdown, three catches for 48, 28, 20 loss to Dallas when they were down bigger in that one, got uh, five catches for 41 in the touchdown. And then that game against Philly a couple of weeks ago. So last, you know, last week, the two Washington games, they were uh, leading most of those games. So he didn't really do quite as much, but uh, look out for him in a trailing game script uh, and a nice, nice pivot off Slayton or a stacking partner with, uh, with him. Yeah, no, James has been, really good since like week 11 i want to say um against the lions let me just see he's wide receiver 24 in ppr since week 11 i mean he's taken over the sterling shepherd wyndale yep. robinson i guess you could say Kadarius tony role um uh, but yeah like he's just seeing consistent playing time and target so he is definitely sneaky uh on a full ppr site now, on to Sleeper. Sleeper is the fastest growing fantasy platform today with millions of players. You probably already have a fantasy league on there. I use it for mine. It's a game-changing product unlike anything else in the industry. And now, you can win on Sleeper by playing their new over-under game. It's super simple. First, in any sport, choose two or more players that you like and pick the over-under. For example, rushing yards in football or number of points in basketball. Then choose the amount of money that you want to enter into the contest. If you pick correctly, you can win anywhere from two times to 20 times the money you put in. The main reason I'm excited about Over Under on Sweeper is that it's the only app where I can join my friends contest and play together. It's got a built-in group chat where I can see and copy my group's picks with the tap of a button along with Over Under integrated into the fantasy experience itself. It's insanely fun to ride it out together. So stop what you're doing and download Sleeper now to play their new over-under game. Have fun with your friends and make some money. On your mobile phone, join our listener group on Sleeper at sleeper.com slash action and Sleeper will automatically match your first deposit up to $100. Again, go to sleeper.com slash action and you'll get a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms of use for details. All right, uh, let's jump into some lineups. Uh, we, I know our DraftKings lineup cashed last week. Yeah, did we have Zay Jones? Uh, or... ooh, did we have? No, I think that was Sandal. We have, uh, we had, oh, a, we had, Dak, oh. we had, don't really like. We had Dak. Josh Jacobs is like our worst play. Uh, we had Murray stacked with the Broncos. We had C.D. Lamb, nice. Wilson, Rashid Shahid, uh, oh, Jacob Conquo and Jamar Chase. So yeah, we had a nice. pretty solid, uh, pretty solid lineup. So see, uh, we'll see what we can do this week. Uh, you can start us off. Okay. Um. Let's see. A lot to choose from. 
Let's go with Juju. Oh, yeah. 5,800. Way too cheap. He's more of a DK play anyway. Oh, Seattle's third against wide receivers? Huh, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, that might that might keep people off him because they yeah they have this big red three in front of them. I gotta oh, I gotta look up what, what Seattle. I didn't realize um because Seattle because shutting down quarterbacks in my model. Yeah, yeah, uh, but like the slot's a different story. Yeah, uh, they've given up so many points to running backs too. That might be why. <laughs> oh yeah, they are. They're, they're third fewest. Let's see, what do we got here? Well, yeah, because the Niners didn't do nothing. But that's that was. They didn't yeah, <laughs> and then they played the Panthers, and the Panthers ran. They played the Rams, so they just was like a like oh, everybody God. got two catches. <laughs> uh, oh, they had oh they had Devonte Adams to uh, seventy four and eleven targets, no touchdowns. So I guess that's part of it. Mm. And yeah, and Hawk. I mean, Hopkins got four for thirty six and a touch. He got the touch though. Yeah, it's not nothing too scary here, but yeah, I, I like the call. Like Juju, great against zone coverage, and he's in the slot. Yep. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully that uh, that big red three actually keeps. Yeah, no kidding. You off of him. Hopefully they don't check Juju's game log, either. <laughs> You're right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, all right. I'm going to go with. Let's go with Hawkinson at tight end. I th- I feel like nice. he could have a lot of receptions against this Giants defense that has been uh, one of the worst in the league in DVOA. And uh, you know, after three catches, I always like to target guys after big games and. Hawkins is definitely a DraftKings guy. Hunter Receptor. Yeah. Hasn't got that many touchdowns for Minnesota yet, but uh, yeah, like like Hawkinson, 4,900. Like that. Um, I might use the Hawkinson play to go with um, Daniel Jones here. Okay. I know we're both high on him. And I think on FanDuel, Minshew is actually cheaper there, relatively speaking. Um, so maybe use him there. But yeah, let's, let's go with Daniel Jones. Um, and then I'll let you figure out who to pair him with, but Love him this week. Uh, let's see. I'll, yeah, I'll, I'll get a defense out of the way. Let's go with the. Yeah, I was gonna say if we don't go with the Minshew right here, Cowboys are twenty six hundred. I saw that. They're <laughs> so, gonna, they gotta be chalked, all right. Um. Yeah, but I, I think Minshew will probably be chalky. So, any non Minshew Eagles stack, I mean. <laughs> Got to go with the whatever the best play is. Uh, Let's go Baltimore thirty two hundred. I was gonna say Baltimore is the other good one, or Tennessee. Yeah, there's a there, there's a lot of good defenses this week. Yeah, actually, there, there, no no yeah. uh, no issue there. But uh, yeah, let's go Baltimore thirty two. So that leaves a sixty one hundred average. Two running backs, two wide receivers, flex. All right. Um, let's let's look at running back. What's going on here? Jarek McKinnon. Oh my god, but we're gonna have Juju. Shit. Jared, I mean, Jarek's gonna be. I mean, it's a, he's a great play, but yeah, gonna, he'll be oh, yeah, he'll be chalky after last week. Yeah. yeah. Um nobody really sticks out in that price range. Um, oh, let's let's stack Daniel Jones with somebody. Man, I like the Richie James call or Slayton. Let's see where they're priced. Slayton's 5200 James would be better on DraftKings because yeah, because of the yeah. catches. Yeah, yeah, let's go, James. All right. I saw Bellinger had what like a ninety-seven percent crowd turn rate. He's out there every snap. Uh, Vanette got hurt, so. Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. He had a and James James is stealing those targets that would go to Bellinger anyway. Yeah, I mean James is just he's more likely to be targeted. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean Bellinger, he's not a he's not the worst dart throw to be honest, but it's 
He's just kind of been trending down. He's kind of settled. Yeah, low, low ceiling. Yeah, he's that the fifth option way. behind all the receivers in Barkley. Um, all right. So we got 60, 650. We still need two running backs. We still need a wide receiver. We still need a flex. So yeah, let's let me check in the running back here. Cause <laughs> um, okay. You know what? Let's do let's let's do let's call it the, the disappointment. 6,800. Alvin Kamara. Snow. Oh, I was gonna guess. Sometimes you get sometimes these snow games, you end up seeing a running back get like 30. Remember Frank Gore and, and yeah. boy? They got like 35 carries each. Yeah. Like, so you know, everyone's kind of been clamoring for more usage from Kamara. I know he got 21 carries last week, but uh I think it was Ian Hart that's posted that uh David Johnson ran more routes, which he did. So yeah, uh, let's uh let's go with Kamara here. Bad run defenses yes. and bad weather game. So if if you ever get a crazy Kamara game, this could be it. <laughs> yeah, even bet like you know David Johnson's dominating the receiving work even better in this matchup. Bring it on! But yeah, I think that that was just an anomaly. I could see Kamara going off here. Yeah. I mean, it's um, I don't know about an anomaly. They've been the usage with Kamara has been head scratching to say the least. Oh, yeah, but David Johnson leading the way in routes run. That's, I mean, that's... But we've been saying this all year though. It's like Kamara because remember originally it was the question was like, okay, does Taysom Hill? affect Kamara's in the past game but then now this year it's just like why are we running Kamara right the middle <laughs> and giving other guys because I mean Ingram was mixing in the past game yeah uh, Dwayne Washington I mean it was whoever they had up up was you know kind of cutting in more than they I felt like they should so yeah it's, yep. it's been weird all right um let's let's go with the, another receiver here uh running back's too tough for me right now yeah, i need to know <laughs> how much you, but i got you. if you're Don't forcing worry. me like you have a certain no, 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 no. Spend, I, got I, I can do that then i got it but really, you can just go, go i got my eyes on some, some players on running back so um for wide receiver let's um god i i'm lo- okay i'm looking at either metcalf or goodwin um metcalf is too cheap but you know, Goodwin has a massive ceiling. Um, his price point's pretty good though, at forty three hundred. So, I think he might. I mean, you probably can spend up because I don't like Kamara. I'm, yeah, I'm not going higher than. Kamara that's what I'm trying to get a feel. Okay, yeah. then let's go DK, and we're we're probably perfectly yeah. fine yeah. spending down in the next two slots. But we still have sixty three hundred a player. So yeah, DK on DK. So you can go with the flex and force me to take a running back. <laughs> or go with the running back and uh have the whole entire board. Um let's see. What do I want to do? I'll, I'll just go through the flexes and uh, if I find a, if it's a running back out it'll be a Perfect. Um okay. And spend up as much as you want or spend down. I don't care. Let's go uh let's go Dobbins. 5800. I don't think okay. he'll be popular on DK, but I think he's a good bet to, to uh, a good threat for the hundred yard bonus. So mm. uh, that can make up for some of the lack of receptions. And uh, you know, he's had 120 plus rushing yards in back-to-back games. So he actually has hit that hundred yard bonus. And yeah. uh, I like, you know, I like that we have the defense already. So we got the stat going down. Home oh, favorite, true. Home yeah. favorite Dobbins Ravens, pretty cost effective, not uh, just nine K between them. Perfect. So, uh, yeah, let's do that. And that leaves you 6,900. Perfect. So, let's see. A running back, that's Joe Mixon to have no money left over. Not really many options after him. Yeah, not going running back. Um, I was I was looking at the two $4,900 guys, Chuba Hubbard and James Cook. I think those guys are pretty good. Yeah, I was thinking about Chuba. Yeah. But I, I just thought that uh, was like, higher end upside. Like, it, James Cook's ceiling too yeah. in this game. 
But let's see. So wide receiver. Um, oh God, DJ Moore sticks out, but he's fifty five hundred. Would you be okay with fourteen hundred left over? That's too much. Um, <laughs> Uh, I feel like uh, Devonta Smith. Devonta is interesting. Yeah. Um, Ayuk is interesting. Montgomery. Yeah, let's go with. Let's go with Devonta. Yeah, because Dallas, gonna... you know, Dallas is still banged up in the secondary. Oh, true. Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I know it's Minshew, but somebody's like the Eagles aren't just going to score like no points and get no yards. So uh, I, I like Devonta. I think people might be a little bit. Well, I mean, I don't know because it's weird because he had a big game last week, but. Um, now that you know new quarterbacks, really, really three big games in a row. Um, so I don't know, but uh, I, I don't know how popular he'll be, but I, I do like the player, and uh, I think I, I think, uh, he's a good player. I have to find a tweet. I think, I think I said something like, um, if Jalen Hurts ever misses time, uh, Devonta Smith is an autoplay in GPPs. I need to find that tweet, but <laughs> I'm go. holding true to my promise. There you go. All right. So we got <laughs> Daniel Jones, 5,600 uh, at Minnesota. We got the running backs, Alvin Kamara, 6,800 at Cleveland in a potential snow game. Dobbins, 5,800 home favorite against the Falcons. Stacked him with the Ravens D at 3,200. Got Juju, 5,800 against Seattle. Richie James uh, stacked with Daniel Jones at wide receiver, 3,900 at Minnesota. And we got DK Metcalf. So we got player on the other side of that Chiefs game, uh, 7,100. And TJ Hawkinson, tight end, 4,900 against the Giants to give us another player with uh, on the other side of Daniel Jones and Richie James. This lineup's cash. And Devontae Smith, of course. Yeah. High, high floor and ceiling combo for a G- GPP team. Yes, sir. All right, let's jump to FanDuel. All right. This is your chance to not have it be a Minshew lineup. I know, I don't I don't mind him being a big one. <laughs> um, but I'm gonna start off with Gabe Davis. Hell yeah. Oh <laughs> man. The perfect FanDuel play this week. Right. 6,400. Love it. At Chicago. Do we have any weather report for non-Cleveland games? <laughs> I wonder, I, wonder what, like... I just assume it'll be shitty and cold, but like I didn't get <laughs> yeah. prohibitive. The, yeah, the total look normal. So that that's good. Um, love that play. Let's yeah, let's it's, go. It's gonna be a little windy. It's gonna be super cold, but uh, okay. no, doesn't look like much. Still look snow, like four percent chance of precipitation. So yeah, probably no snow. Just Wind isn't good for Gabe, but you know, yeah. Allen has a strong enough arm. It won't matter. Uh, all right, let's go, Gardner Minshew. All right, Minshew is sixty one hundred on Fanduel. So all right, let's see here. Got to stack him with ooh that would Wes be Watkins. Okay. I mean, no. I'll let you, I'll let you, uh, let no, 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 I'm kidding. I'm I'm kidding. He's actually, back. he's actually turned into like an extreme low a dot player. It's actually crazy. Yeah. That, that's probably just Dallas Goddard out. So he'll probably go back to his see one or two targets downfield role again, but that, that's been interesting to, you know, to see the past few weeks. Yeah. He's getting a couple of carries here and there too, but uh, all right, let's see running back, Well, we got Minshew. So let's go with Tony Powered. 7,700. Nice. Uh, so go a little trailing game script. Pope Powell yeah, off. And uh, that Eagles run defense, a little bit shaky. Yeah, he's super expensive now. Still worth it, but I think yeah. it's going to shy people away with, yep. with Zeke still healthy. Like yep. Singapore are 70, 7,700. It's uh, pretty steep, but like that call. Um, well, I'm going to stack Minshew with uh, AJ Brown. I mean, we went with 
Devonta Smith and the other lineup. Let's go Brown here. Just massive upside. Um, he's probably too expensive, honestly, at 8,500. <laughs> I would not do this in cash. Like his, <laughs> his um, cost to price point is probably not good, but certainly for GPPs, that's what we're going for here. He certainly has, you know, three touchdown upside. So I like stacking him with uh, Minshew here. Love it. All right. Uh, I'm going to go with, let's see. Let's go with Drake London. Nice. With, you know, he's he, <laughs> he dominated uh, you know, market share with Ritter, what, 70 of his 97 yards? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say. like <laughs> 11 targets. So, I mean, this guy has a massive uh, upside if if Ritter just throws for, like, a normal amount of passing yards. So, <laughs> What's a normal amount, like 150? Yeah, I mean, yeah. No, like, we're not asking for Like 180, here. you know, like a normal bad amount. But – yeah, like I mean, this guy could clear 100 yards, get a touchdown if he. And he, the last game he got his second game in a row with double digit targets. You know, he had 12 targets his last game with uh, Mariota as well. So, uh, two straight 70 plus yard games for London. Uh, I think people, I don't think people will be too too on him just because of, of Ritter. So yeah, let's go London. Yeah, and he's he's always a perfect um, FanDuel play. You know, there's an alternate um, universe out there where London is on the Jets. And Garrett Wilson is on the Falcons. You know that, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Man, I, I thought Atlanta was the good landing spot. Right. Um, I'm going to go with the running back here. Um, God, both. So both Panthers running backs are popping in my model right now. I feel like Foreman's more of a uh, – I like Foreman FanDuel. than FanDuel because he's like that, uh, you know – Target a guy after a bad game, nobody's going to want to touch him. Yeah, yeah. Plus, I mean, what do you think about this spread? The, the Lions are two-point favorites, but it wouldn't shock me if the Panthers upset him here. So, yeah, be, I mean, they, they, a... they, yeah, they're on the uh, pan, uh, Lions are on the road. They don't play as well on the road, so I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, let's um, let's go with Foreman here. Um, definitely, you know, just a leverage play. I don't think his roster ship's going to be high. Uh, he has a two-touchdown type ceiling um let's go with it definitely more of a fan play like i said i think chuba hubbard is sneaky on dk but foreman uh definitely on FanDuel. all right uh so let's we already got we already got drake london so let's take advantage of the shit show that is mark andrews he hasn't gotten oh, man. double digit points in what <laughs> one two three four five six seven games yeah 6400 he's not even the he's the tight end four in terms of pricing on FanDuel on this on this swing. Wow. He so, yeah, holy it's buy low. Buy low. Be greedy yeah. when others are fearful and fearful when others are <laughs> love it. Um and doesn't matter who starts at quarterback. It, it really doesn't this week. Yeah, I'm 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 expecting Huntley, but that's it's even better. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, I guess I'll go with the defense. My bad for not doing it sooner. Um, who okay, so FanDuel's a little bit different. We got Saints and Browns look like good plays. You can spend up too, because we 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 have a pretty cost effective lineup. Oh yeah, like Titans spend up. I mean, yeah, let's, want. <laughs> let's go with the Titans. All right, forty seven hundred. That leaves a seventy eight hundred for a flex. How much so, is Derrick Henry? Uh, like a thousand. Uh, Ninety. about a, Oh man. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not 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 in our price range. Uh, T Higgins is the top guy at seventy seven hundred. Then we got Smith, nice. Mixon, Zeke, Kamara, McKinnon, Juju. Well. Can't go Zeke because we have Pollard or yeah. can we? I mean, we can. I mean, uh, no, no. Uh, let's go with let's go Mixon. Another guy coming off a bad game. Mm. I love yep. these guys coming off bad games. I think you know Mixon. 
I think he'll uh, he'll start to rebound to his normal uh, usage. I know P yeah. Ryan's been cutting in a little bit, but uh, he did get Mixon did get six targets, five catches last week, and uh, he was still out there at the end of the game, yeah. salting it away. And I think <laughs> Belichick's going to try to stop Burrow in that past game. So true. Uh, yeah, I think Mixon. Nobody's going to want to touch him. Seventy five hundred, not really like a price that people want to like. Oh, he stands out. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Let's do it. <laughs> Joe Mixon, 7,500. All right, so that gives us Gardner Minshew, 6,100 is our quarterback. We got Tony Pollard at running back at 7,700. Deontay Foreman, 6,100. Home against Detroit. Our receivers, Gabe Davis at 6,400 at Chicago. Uh, A.J. Brown at 8,500 against Dallas, stacked with Minshew. We got Drake London at 6,400 at Baltimore. Mark Andrews, 6,400 against Atlanta at tight end. And then Mixon in the flex, 7,500 at New England. Should be a pretty uh, low-owned play. And then the Titans, 4,700 at home against Houston for defense. 200 left on the table. I like it. Pretty yeah. good. Well, got it. Got I don't, like between Andrews, London, and Mixon, I don't think uh, – <laughs> <laughs> and play, yeah, most four, of the players on yeah, four Foreman will be uh, the yeah. overrunner is what two percent, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I probably put it at two, three percent, yeah, yeah, so uh, yeah, a lot of touchdown upside on this team what you're looking for, yeah, that and just a low, low roster ship, yeah, exactly, yeah, like well, any of those guys, you know, all you need get in the end zone, you let the yardage yep. where it falls, yep. Uh, all right, that is going to wrap it up for the week number 16 fantasy preview episode of the fantasy flex again be sure to check out our full player projections episode over on the action network podcast channel and we'll have our night shift episode uh coming out later in the week we'll we will break down uh all of the primetime slates and the island games and all that good stuff action at network.com for all of our nfl fantasy and betting content and you can follow sean on Twitter at the underscore oddsmaker and me at Chris Raybon. And you can find us at those same handles on the free award-winning Action Network app. Until next time, let's get this money. Happy holidays. Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly. If you or someone you care about has a gambling problem, help is available 24-7 at 1-800-GAMBLER.